Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Lazen Powers is brought to you by GameTime, your new go-to app for the best deals of last-minute tickets. Did you know Blackhawks tickets tend to drop right before the game starts? GameTime tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers, then shows you all the best last-minute deals with prices up to 60% off. More than 12 million fans have downloaded the GameTime app and discovered the fastest, easiest way to get into the game. You know, personally, I when I get on the site, I, I love how you can see the panoramic views. You can see where exactly where you're sitting. Uh, you know what sort of view you're going to have when you have the tickets, and when you get there, it, it's 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 what they sell you. So it's uh, it's easy to see where you're going to sit and and how the, it's going to look where you sit. So uh, so go ahead to the App Store or Play Store now to download Game Game Time and score awesome deals on last minute tickets. It's not about me. I'm only here for a minute And I know that I can't fix it I can help even just a little bit Won't you let me try Hello and welcome to the latest Laz and Powers. Uh, I am Mark Lazarus here with Scott Powers. We are uh, at the United Center. Uh, shortly after the Blackhawks 4-3 shootout loss to the Arizona Coyotes on Sunday night. Um, Robin Leonard, absolutely spectacular. Not so good in the shootout. Kind of seen this story before, haven't we? Yeah, he said he's still studying and reading it and... I don't. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure he's been like, "Oh shit!" When this thing goes to a shootout, you know, <laughs> it's got to be in his head a little it's bit. Psychological, right? some level, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he had this fantastic quote. He says, uh, I'm, "I'm staying positive about it. I'm positive about it. I'm just not very good at it." And that, honestly, that's like me in every aspect of my life. I love that quote. I'm an upbeat, positive guy. I'm bad at everything I do, but I'm having a good time while I'm doing it. Yeah, it's hard. You know, I think I wrote tonight. It was like it's hard to fall to do. Like you know, like it's you did everything. Like the only that, that point is his. Right, that yeah, point is yeah. absolutely. I mean, I, he, he had what the, the the save on Clayton Keller in the third period there. Yeah, there was a, there was a bunch of like I, I started I started cutting some video and it's like oh that one's good that one's good that was really good and they're all like really it's fun he's made uh, he's made forty plus saves I think it's four times four times now yeah um, and it's he's made thirty six plus saves nine times which is the same amount of times he made thirty six plus saves last season for the Islanders which speaks to the the, the, the volume of shots he's, yeah the guy said that's both really good and really bad yeah. I mean he, wow he's playing amazing and that's great but it's really bad that he keeps having to do that. Yeah, it's... Uh, I mean, the Coyotes aren't, like, an offensive juggernaut here. No, it, it doesn't help that you give them five power plays. and um, But either way, it's it's just, it's, you know, they're, they're it's the same stuff over and over again. Part of it's, obviously, you got Gilbert and Cuckoo, and you're not playing with your top defense. But, we, I mean, we were seeing this type of stuff before, but it's all the same stuff, too, where there's... They're getting stuck in the defensive zone, and um, even you know, Arizona's uh, Arizona's got some speed, and I feel like the teams that we've seen with speed really take advantage and really. Yeah, they don't the really have like top line guys. Yeah, but they've got speed up and down the lineup, right. and that just gives the Blackhawks all kinds of trouble. Yeah, just that you know, I, when I was interesting when I was doing that that practice story about breaking down, and a lot of it's just them facing. Um, 
four checkers, and and I think you saw with Arizona today too. Like you'd even bring one or two four checkers, and it, it would just cause the Blackhawks to make these, uh, you know, just to, to fail to break out and make these mistakes, and all of a sudden you get hemmed in your own zone, and it it adds up. Um, but even at that point, I mean, you, you give up one five-on-five five goal, sure, you're giving up a lot of shots, but um, I, I thought it came down to the, the penalties, and, and, you know, it, it was, you give up, um, I know Colleton was a little bit hard on the, the penalty kill, but you, you, you had five, uh, five minors, yep. um, it's the fourth time in the last five games they've allowed a team four more power plays. I feel like that's adding up. And then you, well, the one is the, then the Dennis Gilbert one, which we'll get into. Yeah. But I, it's it was well. Such I think part of it is is the, when you're chasing the play so much, when the other team has the puck all the time, you're more likely to take penalties. Mm-hmm. You're taking stick penalties because they're running around, running ragged in the offensive yeah. zone. So that's part of it. Um, I, I thought Colton had an interesting comment when he was talking about the penalty kill. He thought they were trying to score goals shorthanded instead of just making the easy play and clearing the puck. Which is interesting. I think they get, like they're getting almost too aggressive on the penalty kill. Instead of just get the puck out and we'll live to fight another day, um, especially on that the one the, after the Gilbert penalty, after the instigator penalty, which was the tying goal by uh, Soderberg. Um, the PK has been good this year. I mean, yeah. for the last month plus, it's been very good. Yeah. So you're, you're bound to have an off night now and then. I, I don't think that's really a huge concern. Um, you'd like to see them capitalize on a power play in overtime. You'd like to see. I mean, it's funny. I get we're getting a lot of comments on Twitter about. Uh, tonight about how Jeremy Colleton doesn't yell at the refs. I mean, when you're down 5-1 in terms of penalties, you know, Joel Quenville's head would have exploded. He'd be yeah. grabbing his crotch. He'd have one foot up on the boards, screaming and yelling, tie flapping, spittle going everywhere. Um, and I don't know if that really makes a difference. Um, if anything, you know, me, I would think if I'm a referee, well, that, screw that guy. I'm going to go give him more penalties. But there is something like, like Colleton doesn't do a lot of lobbying down there. It's not in his personality to be yeah. yelling and screaming at the But when it's five to one, even when it, even when it's legitimate, like those are legitimate five penalties and one penalty, like it's never five to one in hockey. It but always, I always feel like there's lobbying. I mean, I, I think Taves and Kane, especially. Oh, Taves those, is Taves never. Yeah, the, fucking those, horse shit. Fucking call. That's his favorite yeah, saying. I mean, they're, they're on top of those guys, so I think that they make the refs pretty aware of where the counts are at and. Uh, certainly, the, the Brinkett one, the boarding could have been. There called. was no, there was never a makeup call for that. I'm surprised there was never a makeup call yeah. for that, especially given that Gilbert got the instigator because the, the, it was clear boarding. I mean, Brinkett goes face first into the boards by the bench, the short boards by yeah. the bench, which are even more dangerous because you can snap your neck on that thing, yeah. and nothing gets called. The refs have to know that they missed that call, and there was never a makeup call. And makeup calls are bullshit. I get it, but it's part of the sport. It's like framing pitches in baseball. Yeah. It's stupid that it exists, but it's a thing. Yeah. And the Blackhawks never got that makeup call, and uh, and they never got. I think they had one power play in regulation. Well, ultimately they had a power play in overtime too. Yeah. So it's something that they, they there's a and then they turned around and gave one right back to Arizona right. at the end of it. So the, the, the Dennis Gilbert thing, and and all hockey people are going to say that he made the right call, and, and Jeremy called, and I, I think I don't. I, I was kind of surprised. I thought there because I felt, yeah, I don't know. It, it's. It cost him the game. I'm no, going to just flat no, out for say sure, it cost sure, him but the game. I, I, just, I, I thought Carlton would have been more of like, yes, this needs to be accounted for, but there's a better way to he go. He kind of said that. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't do the whole, you know. Hockey no, but you know, it's almost thing. like he put it on the PK. It was like, yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, you well he know, said get a better PK. He said it's the right. Like, it's the right decision if we kill it. Yeah. Which basically says that you know it costs us the game. And look. You're right. A hundred percent of hockey people surveyed. Anyone who's ever played the game of hockey is going to say, yeah. "That's what you do." You know, guy boards your star player, you go after him. And 
I'm mostly fine with that. If Dennis Gilbert had been in that area, yeah, it's pick a, that it's, fight it's right away. Right. Yeah, he skated fine. 120 yeah. feet. That is the m- I've never seen an instigator penalty that obvious in my life. And he has a lot of time to think. Dennis Gilbert's not 100 miles an hour going there. He was casually strolling over to him. He had a lot of time to think, I'm going to get an instigator penalty. I'm going to get an instigator yeah. penalty. And he did it anyway. He, the, the smart thing to do if you're that far away is wait till your next shift. Call him out in your next shift. Fight him then. Dueling five-minute majors, everything's fine. He put the team down shorthanded and down to five defensemen for 17 minutes because that yeah. misconduct penalty is a guarantee there too. That's not worth it. No. It's not worth the uh, sticking up for your teammates. And I know that... It's right, it's right after the, they're also on the penalty kill. So you, you right, put they the just kill. gave up a goal, power yeah. play goal, 30 seconds earlier. Yeah. You can't do that no, no. When, you're, when you're a, a team that's already shown that you're struggling to protect leads. And a 3-1 lead just became a 3-2 lead. It's the wrong time to take an instigator. I, it's all time and place, and that's yeah. what it comes down to. And yeah, I, I'm okay. I'm not one of these. I mean, I, don't, I wish that fighting would leave yeah, the game. For sure. But I wanted to do it organically. And that kind of fight, I'm, you know, whatever. Like, that's going to happen. Right. You know, it, it wasn't like one of those, oh, we're down 6 nothing, so I'm going to fight you. Or it's boring game in the third yeah. period. Hey, you want to go? I hate those staged fights. This was, you fuck you. You almost killed my guy. Yeah. One of my star players. I'm going to go fight you. I, I get that. I'm okay with that. And but it's, it's, it's the it's, wrong time and place. It's Gilbert, you know, as a rookie, a guy who wants to earn his keep, yeah. earn his place, and showing that he can be that guy who can stop. And I and I get all those things psychologically, but it, it, it certainly caused the Blackhawks. It was it was the wrong time, the wrong place, and it um, put them in a tough spot. And then you the can't people, skate 120 feet to go fight someone. You no, just can't do no. it. It's just it's and just you not can't smart. do it when we're in, in all those other circumstances, right? Like it's, I mean, ideally you never do that. But it, but if it's Four to one or something, and you needed to go defend a guy. This one was, you know, what it's it's a, that a one goal game when you are fighting yeah. for playoff positioning and a team who struggled to hold on to leads and yeah. all these different things. I think all those go in go into that. And it's thing. never, you know, that, but the thing is that's going to happen nine times out of ten for sure. Whether yeah. even a veteran's going to go and do that sometimes because they're not thinking about that. They're thinking like, you know, I'm going to kill you. They're, <laughs> yeah. they're in the heat of the moment. It's easy for us to say, you know, emotionally detached from the game. Well, that wasn't smart, but I get that they do that. It's just. He had 120 feet of skating to think about. You think 10 years from now, we're still talking about fighting in the NHL? You and I are having this podcast, we're old men. and You know, I, I would like to think that the growing recognition of CT, eventually the NHL is going to have to relent and admit that playing contact sports causes CTE and head injury. Well, they'll find a way to do it without having to lose money in a lawsuit. <laughs> yes. But they'll be on the wrong side of history. In oh, they're, yeah, they're fine. They know they're going to be on the wrong side. Yeah. What they're doing is strictly business-oriented. Like right. They're just doing what they have to do. It's awful, but it's true. But I think that at some point, I don't know how you can admit that and then still allow head-punching. Right. And just, as a, like, like, fighting might always be in the game, but it's going to have to eventually carry steeper, like, one, like, every time you get a match penalty or something. Yeah. And you yeah. have to sit a game. Like, at some point, it's going to get legislated out of the game without being... Leg- it's like, I mean, 20 years ago, you used to have bench-clearing brawls all the time. Happened several times a year. Then they said, you know what? Ten-game suspension if you leave the bench to fight, and your coach gets five games. Yeah. I've never seen a bench-clearing brawl since. They, they didn't outlaw jumping over the bench, but they made it really, really bad to do it. Yeah. And so it doesn't happen anymore. That's what's going to happen with fighting. We see a handful of fights a year now. You get to the playoffs and there's never any fights. Right. It's not like it used to be. There's no goons out there anymore. Well, all, all the I goons mean, can play if, now. I mean, that's what it comes down to. Is if that play happened in the playoffs, Gilbert wouldn't do that. There's too much at stake. Exactly. And, and you were willing, they were willing to risk that in a regular season game and it came back to bite them. I mean, that's... And you have to think, you know, if, if this is a team that's in dead last and completely hopeless or if they're like way out in front, whatever. 
But one point might make a difference yeah. this year for this team. Yeah. And you can't afford to give anything away when Robin Leonard's out there standing on his head to steal you some points. It's a stretch, too, where you, you go up 3 nothing in Boston, you blow that lead, and you do a 3-1 here. I mean, these are games that Blackhawks used to close, and they're just, they, they don't have the closing power now, and they need to figure out how to do it. And it's such a margin of error, so it's, it's things like Gilbert that's going to become... Uh, you know, put on the microscope because th- they can't hold on to these leads. And, and there's obviously positives because they're building leads and there's doing, you know, you know, obviously there's games like Colorado and St. Louis where it's mm-hmm. pretty lopsided, but there's still games where they're putting it together enough where, I mean, to go three consecutive games in overtime. Like the margin of error is so small for this team where, um, and, and, just, and whether or not you want to, I mean, we can always say that they're playing the wrong side of hockey, but. Uh, the goaltending is what it is, and, and they're it not. Sure they're not going to sustainable. They're it? not going to apologize for it. Yeah. You know, like this is how they're well. They're going to play, and and there's a little margin for error. And um, yeah, boy, those teams in like the 2013 to 2016 range, man, wasn't it like a two year span where they did not blow, they did yeah. not lose a game where they led going into the. Third I was looking period. at the 14, 15, it's like teams 40, 0 and 0 or yeah. something like that. I mean, they were they were the ultimate killers. They had just that killer instinct. They could close any game out, and they could just choke the life out of you. And that's because they were, you know, the Blackhawks get all that, all, all the, you think about those teams and you think about Kane and Taves and Sharp and Hosa and all this offensive talent. They were amazing team defense. That team was so structured and had, you know, a bottom six that could just play. And you had Taves, Taves, Saad, Hosa, all great two-way players on the top line. They could just choke the life out of you. Yeah. And that's just something this team just is no. completely incapable of doing. They're not built that way. Hey, Scott, hang on a second. I want to talk about DoorDash for just a minute here. Uh, I was sitting in my hotel room in Dallas. I don't know if you've ever been to downtown Dallas, but there's nothing in downtown Dallas. And I didn't rent a car, and I was too lazy to get an Uber. I had a whole season of Simpsons to get through on Disney+. Plus, So I wanted some food, so I, I called up. I went on to DoorDash, and I was looking around. I found all these great options. I wound up settling on some barbecue because I was in Texas. And when you're in Texas, you got to eat some barbecue. I found a local joint that was about a mile and a half away. Uh, within 25 minutes, I was sitting there eating brisket and pulled pork and uh, and uh, some sweet tea and some cornbread, and it was delicious. And I got $5 off because I used the Blackhawks uh, promo code that we have. So um, with door-to-door delivery in all 50 states and Canada, you can order from your local go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, Chick-fil-A, Cheesecake Factory. You know, don't let don't worry about dinner. Let dinner come to you with DoorDash. And right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more. That's what I just did. When you download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code BLACKHAWKS. That's $5 off your first order when you download the DoorDash app from the App Store and enter promo code BLACKHAWKS. One more time, that promo code is BLACKHAWKS for $5 off your first order from DoorDash. Um, I forgot the name of the place I ordered it from already, but if you're in Dallas, it's barbecue. You'll be fine. Call up DoorDash. They'll get it for you. All right, now back to the show. What's interesting is that... Part of it, they need to drive possession a little bit more, and, and I felt like going to the Cuba League Taves sideline, something you wrote about oh. you wrote about today, was it, it, it's something that should drive for possession for that top line, finally, where... Uh, they look good. Yeah, they look good, you know? You, 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 Colleton so, couldn't say, you still had to say, like, eh, there was so well, I mean, they accounted for the first, the two of the first three goals, yeah. and I, I, I think as the game went on, all the lines struggled a little bit more, but... They outshot the Coyotes, they outchanced them, they had... They outscored them. They yeah. out high dangered them. I mean, it was a good line. And you figure it can only get better. So right. it's, yeah, I don't know. Those those top two lines are something that we've talked about a lot. The the, the Strom and Taves lines with those wingers and 
and here we are with them, and it, and it's you know the can't help, you can't help wine wonder. struggle today, but it was but for the most part it's been really it's good. been good. It's yeah. been somewhat it's you it's a high event line. Yeah, but you, at some point you have to wonder like man, what if they gone to these lines in mid October? Yeah, just after a couple of weeks, if they like, it just seemed like it was obvious that they were going to arrive at this point, and you wonder what they left on the table by waiting so long. And then, and then I, I I feel like the lines are balanced too, where you know I. I I felt like the Nylander, Sakura, and Campline had a couple chances, yep. and uh, Smith had a breakaway again. That Smith's bu- been all over the place lately. Yeah. He's he's really turned it around. He was he was also, he was bad in October. Yeah, he's sure. been good lately. He's not just like in like a a, a, a fourth line role. Like he's generating offense. Yeah, no, and, and part of that you got Bell. I think Doc's helped that that line out. He's driving a little bit of play. Yeah, it's out. an it's an odd it's an odd spot to put your superstar young player, uh, but it's working. Like he, he works well with Carpenter and Smith, and they're responsible guys that can kind of help him learn that defensive game where he'll be a more well rounded player. And I don't that's not the long term solution for him, obviously, to be a fourth line center, but uh, that that line tends to tends to you know be above above water when yeah. it's playing. I, I thought it was interesting. He talked about he was asked about Keith this morning, and he basically said he's week to week, and that's yeah. That doesn't sound optimistic, does it? They've never re- really revealed like what it was. It's like oh, he's out today, he's out tomorrow, and now it's like he's it's, got to get on the ice. Yeah, like and, uh, the other injuries, they're more specific on, and there's time to. Keith hasn't skated yet. Yeah. He's now he's probably not. He's almost certainly not going on this trip to uh, Vegas, Arizona, and uh, St. Louis. So he's missed what four games so far. Yeah, so it's going to be at least seven. And if yeah. he's week to week, I mean, you could be looking after Christmas at this point. Yeah. I mean, it's a big old, and Calvin DeHaan, he's played 26 minutes tonight. It's the most he's played in two, two and a half years. He's been around that mark the last few games, Yeah, he's, played, he's averaged over 25 minutes the last three games. I yeah. mean, that's, he's now the number one defenseman on this team. Which is good, because I, I think he can carry that. It's just, it's, I, I don't think the balance is that they're throughout. No, the, having know. him out there, I mean, he, he put him out there with Murphy or something where you can have, like, a legitimate yeah. top pairing and, 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 and just shelter the hell out of that third pairing. Because, yeah. you know, Cuckoo and, and Gilbert, they're just not up to the standards that they need to be playing. Yeah. I imagine. I mean, Mata has had the flu, so I imagine he's. he's back yeah, to, he was on the morning skate today. Uh, it sounds like he's. He's. You got to think he's ready to play. Maybe in Vegas, yeah. Arizona at the latest. I think the jewel is close. Yeah, I, I don't know why. I haven't taken a hard look at the cap situation there when he comes off LTIR. Yeah, I wonder if. I wonder if that's a reason that he's still hanging around. That, or if they decide to keep on LTIR. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's at some point if he's literally week to week, yeah. and he's retroactive to you know the end of November. It might just be the smart thing to do, and then all of a sudden you have all kinds of money to play with. Uh, you're headed off to Vegas. And For me, two Arizona. Vegas trips in three weeks. Yeah, and then Arizona, and then you wanted St. Louis. I was going to do the whole trip, but no, I want to take the train to St. Louis. You're the strangest like person the I know. You and Mark Potash, Potash. would do that. <laughs> Trains to St. Louis. I do like the train. But uh, yeah, yeah. Well, the uh, Vegas. They finally won in Vegas last time I was there. Am I right? Am I remembering that right? For the first time ever winning in Vegas. Yeah. Uh, and, and this is a game that they feel like it's important to see how they look. Leonard after. called it the most important game of the season. I mean, that's a cliche to always say the next game is the most. But, it, you know, it does feel like I, I don't remember a season. I, the, 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 the season two years ago when, when Crawford missed the second half of the season, that first half of the year it felt like, okay, these games start carrying some weight because they're right around that bubble. But uh, then things just bottomed out when Crawford was out with the concussion. But it's been interesting. Like, they do feel important. It feels like it matters. Night in and night out, yeah. like for years, you and I covered this team, and it's like you could, you could like barely even like watch the games. It didn't matter; they were so comfortably ahead in the playoff spot. But it feels like every game, man. If they lose this game, it's but if they win it, holy shit! All of a sudden, they're three zero and one, and they're up. You know, it's that roller coaster gif I keep using. They're up and they're down. They're up and they're down. It's. I, I was curious what they're because it, it feels like even right now they're. Or do they? Uh, were they through thirty games, and it's basically like 
They're, they're 500, basically, right? Like the, uh, They are 12, 12, and 6. Yeah. So last year, I was curious what they were, and they were... Wait, hang on. Time out. Are you a believer that 12, 12, and 6 is a 500 record? Uh, Even though they've lost 18 of 30 games? No. Yeah, I, I am, because overtime and shootouts are silly. Yeah, it's stupid. Um, My points percentage there are 500. Yeah, for sure. But the uh, <laughs> I was curious what they were through 30 games last year, and it was something like... Uh, just like, yeah, they're like eight or nine games under five hundred, or whatever it was. It was just well. Like, remember, they were they were at five hundred when Quenville was fired. It was yeah. like six, six and three, yeah. and then just well, they started like a six, two and three, and then it was like eight game losing streak, win a game, yeah. eight game losing streak. I was, it, was, it just was amazing. That I, I forget what the record was, but it was just it's like wow, that was, this team was that. Do you remember was, how miserable it was here in November and December, and on the, the going on these road trips, and it would just be like they'd be down three nothing, like three minutes in the game. It's like Jesus Christ, <laughs> it's happening again. I have never been like I, I remember the end of that season where Crawford did miss the second half, and it was like a death march. But you know there was this, there was some you know Jeff Glass, wee Scott yeah. Foster, wee yeah. there were some good stories. Holy shit. Last November and December was just, it was just dreadful. Like, yeah. every game was miserable. The team was miserable. Colleton, you know, the fans were pissed because they fired Quint. It was just dark times. At least now you got, you know, there's things to look at. There's, there's, there's Doc and there's Leonard and there's, you know, you know, Kane is still scoring out crazy. And there's, there's positives to take even when they're up and down. Last year at this point, it was just like, it was a disaster. Like this year, they're up and down every few games. Yeah, yeah. Last year, they it were down for three months, then up for three months. So, um, I'll have a story uh, coming out on Tuesday morning um, on Brandon Saad, who, for my money, has been the best non Robin Leonard Blackhawk. Like Patrick it, it, Kane is great, but but Sod's doing it all all ends of the ice. Yeah, it's, it's hard. I mean, Kane, how many points? Kane's is, so freaking good. Kane's I mean, doubled everyone in points. He's at thirty five points. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or 36, I get a couple today. Yeah. Or, uh, no, yeah, one. yeah, one today, so 36. Yeah. 36 points to 30. I mean, he's phenomenal. Yeah. But all-around play and driving possession mm-hmm. and, and being defensively sound, so, this is the this is Brandon Saad in full. And he still and, can't and score. I, and I think Kuba League's going to help him even more than... I agree. He Because those two together have been pretty And that's going to help, in turn, help Taves. I mean, this is just... Well, Taves Tave so scored a five-on-five goal, second Yay. of the year. That was Calvin DeHaan swoop. He danced through three guys, swooped down below the dots, centering yeah. pass. That was, you know, hey, he's, that's your number one defenseman. He's playing like it. But, um, but Saad's an interesting case this year because he's playing so well. And he, he's, he's second on the team in goals. He's got the same amount of goals as Alex Brink. It's not like he's not scoring. But right. he's got, I think the stat was he's something in the like, low 40s in high danger chances at five on five. Mm-hmm. He scored four times. <laughs> he just, he's got, I, I counted, I was trying to go through. Believe it or not, there's no, no one keeps stats for breakaways. Yeah. The league doesn't. I, I asked Dom. I asked a few other people. There's nobody keeps track of breakaways. So I had to like do some Twitter sleuthing and like, like search for sod and breakaway. And I, <laughs> I found, and, I, and in my own notes, and I usually take a note anytime someone has a breakaway. Uh, he's had he scored on a breakaway like in the early in the season against Philadelphia, but it was like a really short one. Like got, it was that one where Doc took a hit to make a play and yeah, shot yeah. nudged it up to him. Uh, he's had I think seven breakaways since then, and he's been stopping all of them. And what's interesting is he's in his career he's his, he's, his teams have played something like sixty two shootouts. He's only been used eight times, and that's usually when they get to like rounds four, yeah. five, six, seven, eight. Like some guys just. They can't score on breakaways, but Saad can't. He's having trouble finishing. He's not putting power plays. Yeah, he's got two shorthanded goals, two empty net goals, and four five on five goals. So it's weird because he is, in terms of expected goals, he's basically like number three or four in the in the league right now. But he's got he's like 89th in the league in goals. 
So I talked to him about that. Uh, you hooked me up with Brian Keene, who's one of his uh, uh, skills coaches, um, who works with Patrick Kane also, among others, and the whole Chicago contingent with Hinnestroza and Schmaltz and all mm-hmm. them. Um, and we talked about what they're trying to do to remedy that and how they're going to make it better. So uh, I'll have that Tuesday morning. Should be Sorry. interesting. And well, you'll have the uh, coverage out, uh, out west, and then I'll yeah. be in St. Louis. Take a few days, maybe go see some ice hogs. Yeah. I know you, you miss Rockford, man. <laughs> I, I went out buying a car yesterday. Yeah. Or uh, yeah, was it yesterday? Yeah, it was yesterday. My wife's car, my wife's lease is up, so we were out car shopping. And the guy had to leave. We were at the, at the Hyundai dealership. And he had to leave in the middle of us, like, trying to work a sale because he had ice hogs tickets. Oh, really? And that's a long drive from Highland, <laughs> Indiana. So he was he had, he right had to leave early to go see the ice hogs play. So that was interesting. So, uh, so yeah. Yep. Uh, I think that uh, sums it up from here. We'll, uh, we'll be back at it on Thursday. Scott's yawning a lot. So yeah. it's, a little, it's been a long day. So yeah. he's a, a, Early morning skate. Yeah, that 9.30 morning skate just sucks. Yeah. I hate that. Joel started figuring that out like the last year he was here. All of a sudden, it's like, ooh, I just get at 9.30. Cause <laughs> it used to always be the 6 p.m. Sunday start meant no morning skate. But yeah, Jeremy is taking that up, and he loves that 9.30 skate. <laughs> Killing me. Uh, so, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll be back at on Thursday, and uh, we'll have a couple games to talk about. I'll be wearing short sleeves next time I talk to you. One game to talk about. 60-65, I think, is supposed to be in Vegas, and like 60s in, in Arizona. It's not pool weather, but I'll live with it. It'll be cold there, so. All right. All right. Until next time. I am Mark Lazarus. That's Scott Bowers. See ya. Won't you let me try?